on Inside the Cave. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Inside the Cave. Inside the Cave. Oh, yeah. Inside the Cave. Inside the cave. Inside the cave. Welcome back inside the cave. 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 This show is great. Inside the cave. Who said that? You're on the number one show. Inside the cave. He gave me a real zap in the gap. We're not about to play with you. Oh, that's funny. Inside the cave. How does Kat make her pudding? I don't, I don't know if y'all want me to tell that story completely. My, you guys gotta pull out your head. What comes up with this stuff? Inside the cave. Uh, thank y'all for being a major outlet. So a lot of people need that. Gang bangers. Turn around and interviewing you for having the best podcast in the nation. Don't want to be down with you bitch ass. David, it's so crazy. Inside the cave. All right, welcome back inside the cave, thecavepodcast.com, and now inside the caveblog.com. Go to that website now, inside the caveblog.com, and subscribe. I need everybody to subscribe to that website, and you will get something out of it. I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be worth your while. Subscribe to inside the caveblog.com, as well as like us on Facebook. And subscribe to us on iTunes Inside the Cave. I am CB at I'm the Real CB, and next to me today, as always, is the host of the Dirt Sheets, Joe Dirt. Hey, when you talking, why do your eyes roll in the back of your head like that? Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I can't help it, you on my goddamn street. What's up, everybody? Y'all catch me at InsideTheCaveBlog.com, doing plenty of blogs. Logging uh, my heart out and doing everything else. Yeah, okay. Damn. All right. Also, <laughs> also with us today, he's a Southern baby from Alabama. Big dog. What's up with it, man? What's up with it, dog? Hey, I got some questions I need to ask you, but I'll get to it later on. And also with us today is the co-host of the show. Valley Vel, Mr. Cave Crush himself. Uh, uh, yo, what up, people? Find me at Valley underscore Vel on IG or at Twitter or hit us up on Cave Crush on Twitter and IG because it's what? Shit, ain't doing nothing from because of you. Big Dog doing all. How you going to take credit for Big Dog's work? <laughs> hey, you take that for after the show. You don't worry about us. We're team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does all the work and you just stand there. And also with us today, returning, he is back. The international lover. International D. International D is back, brother. What the hell, man? We know we miss you, man. You know, the show ain't been the same. Man, you can stop lying right now. You ain't miss nothing about me. I, maybe the fans, but not you. Man, dude, I, I'll try to get you on the show every week. I do everything I can to get you on the show. No, I don't, don't believe that. Don't, don't listen to nothing that he's talking about. He ain't done nothing but make it more, more, more and more difficult to get me on the show. But I'm, I'm back. It's a, it's a one-time occurrence. We'll, we'll see about the contract uh, discussion. <laughs> we can get back on full time. Oh man, we got a good show today. Hey, uh, I'm interviewing a 17-year-old clothing designer. 
All right, from Chicago. Somebody says something about we don't respect women. Well, you could throw that out the window because we have a 17-year-old clothing designer by the name of Lala. Her clothing line is Rich Temper. She will be on later on in the show. And I, and I got to tell you, it took me a while to figure out what questions can I ask her that was like PG because our show is not set up for teenagers. You know, so it just took me while I was like, oh, no, I can't ask her this, can't ask her that. So, but she is a wonderful, she has a wonderful background, wonderful mother. Joe, you remember her? We interviewed, uh, we met her when we interviewed Maya. Yeah, you know what? You yeah. probably should have hit your boy Kells up. You probably could have gave some questions to ask her. Wow. Joe, 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 this is not that type of... Uh, well, you did just kind of contradict yourself and said you interviewed a 17-year-old woman then said you can't ask the teenage certain questions. No, man. No, 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 no. Look, look. Well, you guys will hear the interview. It's not what you guys think. It's not what you guys are trying to make it to be. I don't know what's, I don't know what's wrong with y'all, man. I don't know what you're talking about, CB. Anyway, Lala from Rich Temper, Rich Temper Clothing Line. I'm probably going to edit that all out. She'll be on today. And you can go to InsideTheCaveBlog.com. And she will be under the cave spotlight uh, this week. Lala from Rich Temper Clothing Line. Uh, I think she's turning 18. I think she'll be 18 by the time this show airs. Uh, going to college in Atlanta. So shout out to a young lady doing big things. And uh, uh, her mom for uh, making this happen, you know, and just being supportive. I'm glad I'm glad we can do something positive on the show, on Inside the Cave. And I'll support a young lady doing something big like that. So, what, what, what kind of clothing line is she making? Uh, she does women's clothes. She does men's clothes. Uh, she Can she actually, get you out that jersey into like some decent clothes? <laughs> <laughs> He's back. He's back. <laughs> All right, man. Other than that, hey, we got... We got a, a jersey. Hey, we got a good show. <laughs> We got a good show today. Let's get it started with Kill Yourself and Start Over. The first segment, the A Block. Kill yourself and start over on Inside the Cave. Alright, Joe, who you got, bro? I got this good ass Popeyes I'm eating right now. (laughs) You want Popeyes uh, and Kill Yourself and Start Over? But, uh, I got Martin Luther King kids. Martin Luther King. I got his three kids, um, Dexter and the other two, Martin Jr. and the, and the daughter. What? What? They what? got the money. Every time something go on and um, people want to use, not use Martin Luther King, but try to get him and his uh, memory involved in something, they block it because of money. They just set up the uh, new museum, the African American Museum, and they need some artifacts from Dr. Martin Luther King. So the guy went and uh, saw like his Bible and his Nobel Peace Prize, but the kids don't want to let it go until they get paid. They even tried to sue each other over stuff. You want to talk about some Ugas? Damn. And then you know what I'm saying? You know what their father stood for, for peace and trying to work things out? And they're all about the money. Damn. Wow. Hey, Charles, uh, where's his uh, statue at in DC? Yeah. I think. They charged the people 800 grand Damn. to build a statue. Well, I mean, but shouldn't they make some money? I mean, everybody else is making money off of their, off, <laughs> off of his, off of their father. 
Man, if they want to do that, then that money should go to charity. Go to something good. Nah, nah, wait a minute, Joe. They're trying to pad their pockets off their father. Well, they should. Because that's, no, what the, that's what the government's going to do. You telling me if you telling me to, they're not gonna charge to go see the the whatever artifacts they got of Martin Luther King. They are gonna charge and go keep that money. So, uh, the museums in uh, DC are free. Oh, that's that's not true. Yeah, they, I've been there. Okay, taxpayers are paying for it somehow. So, okay, but what makes it right for them to try to continue to try to charge people up for that man's memorabilia, or sue each other? They, they, they can't do nothing right now because they in lawsuits with each other. All right, well, I, they all need to slap themselves. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Joe. Have a hard reset. Who you got, big dog? Man, I got a couple actually. Okay. I got uh, I got Trent Dilfer. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm quite sure y'all been following, man. Trent uh, basically told Colin. And he's a backup quarterback. And he need to sit on the bench, collect his check, and shut his mouth. Mm. Mm-hmm. How y'all feel about that? Trent Dilfer ain't even a fucking quarterback. <laughs> All he was doing, he just held a position, standing out there while the defense won the Super Bowl for them in every game. Hey, man, basically, he shouldn't have a voice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. <laughs> then, then how you gonna go and speak on something that you know nothing about? Hey, and then on top of that, he's not bagging down off his statement. That's the ignorant ass. Um... Careful, careful. Yeah, <laughs> that's the ignorant ass bullshit. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. And you know what? This thing ain't going away, brother. Because no, it's not. Because when... you know what? When 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 LeBron. And those guys got up there and did a little peaceful demonstration. Yeah. You know, they, they talked about it for a short period of time. Then the next thing you know, everybody forgot about it. Yeah. So, you know, you got to make motherfuckers uncomfortable. Yeah. Get their attention. Right. Yeah. And it's going to get bigger because when the NBA season starts, you know, it's going to be more people that do it. Hell, the whole league might do it. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, they, they keep trying to make it about him. It's not about him. It's about what he's doing it for. And then they're acting like the man setting flags on fire or something. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. What else you got, dog? Hey, I want to do something different with this one, man. Go ahead. I want to do a uh, kill yourself, start over reserve. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. What? Say that again? <laughs> wait. What do you say? What do you say? Kill yourself and start over. Okay, explain. Well, I'm gonna put Slick Rick ass on reserve <laughs> just in case he. <laughs> <laughs> so I already got that one on reserve. Okay. <laughs> you hear that, Slick Rick? <laughs> so if somebody can't play in the Pro Bowl, he gonna take their spot. <laughs> Hey, we, I don't know who I don't know if Danny knows who uh, Slick Rick is, but uh, Slick Rick is uh, he he calls he he sends us feedback every week and uh, basically just bitches at us all day and complains. So uh, yeah, that's oh, Slick Rick. Basically, what'd you say, D? Yeah, he's giving a good feedback, basically. Yeah, yeah. Really. Uh, you got another one, dog, or that's it? No, that's it, man. All right, who you got? Who you got, Veli Vel? 
which I've been saying the past couple of weeks, and it goes uh, perfectly with the reason I've been saying it uh, past couple of weeks. I keep saying no matter what my additional kill yourself and start overs, I'm always gonna start off with these um, police. Not all police, as I say, but the uh, dirty cops, bad cops. But uh, thank you for um, making me feel like I was absolutely right to the uh, West Virginia Police Department for firing a cop who did shoot a man who had an unloaded gun. Uh, which proves my point for me stating that uh, before every uh, KS ever start over. So, West Virginia Police Department, um, make sure your gun is loaded, kill yourself, start over. Yeah, and you know, that's a good point. Uh, uh, because, and I always said this the people in the military are trained to deal with hostile environments. So, you telling me they can go in the military into whatever countries DB hanging out at and they can go over there and arrest people civilly but in america they can't you know do a simple traffic stop police can't do that that's that's crazy so i i get it man what else you got belly that's uh, it that was it i mean it was actually multiple ones but that one that one just stuck out but it was definitely more than one. and the returning international d it's been a long is lamar here oh okay lamar is here okay cool cool that's cool what you got international d Person, but I, I just like to put it on the on the media right now for the way they spinning uh what just happened with Hillary Clinton with her uh, stumbling uh, <laughs> after the, the the heat in in, in New York during the 9/11 event. Yeah, she and fell and she couldn't get up, right? She didn't fall. She just she just basically you know got got weak in the knees, we should say. And uh, turns out that she has a uh, she has a uh, pneumonia. So now the, the 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 media is spinning to where she's not uh, fit to be president. Now she or she's got health issues. Basically, they feeding Trump. They they feeding him ammunition, and then uh, as I've been uh, been told, uh, he made the statement that you know, you know he's uh, he's been constipated the whole time, but yeah, he's still going. He just he he making he making a. Uh, He's, he's making a more of a fool of himself, but yet it's still helping him. And the media is not helping by bringing, you know, this this small video of her, you know, getting a little weak in the knees and being put in. Like she said, she said she got in the AC and she felt better. I know as many a times we don't sat there and been hot. And I don't know, I don't damn near pass out before I'm being so hot. Just standing around CB when he's talking with his hot ass breath, I get weak in the knees or whatever, but it's okay though. Yeah, okay. okay. My health ain't bad. Yeah, uh, let me just tell you something, right, guys, right now. Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump is going to be our new president of the United States of America. All right? It's coming. You know, dumb shit. <laughs> it's coming. Just letting you know now. What's tipping on right now? Because whatever it is, you need to stop. It's coming, brother. That shit ain't, you know, it ain't, yeah, you drinking the wrong shit. Yeah, man. That's going to be shot straight to hell. What you got, cousin Lamar? Hey, cuz, I heard we got some uh, ones and uh, some people sent some one, uh, some kill yourself and start overs in, right? You can't even talk. Oh yeah, it was a silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a couple of. You want me to do that right now? Yeah, yeah. Then we go to yours because yours is always pretty interesting. Man, you know, actually, I ain't even got one today, man. I, I'm just getting in, and I ain't, I ain't even had time today. But uh, <laughs> I go ahead and give you what what some people sent in. Okay. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, we got Lee from the barbershop. 
Yeah. Is uh, he wants to give Deacon, is it Maxell? Maxill. Maxill. Yeah. Deacon Maxill will kill yourself and start over for literally fucking up the church's money and not having enough food to up his uh, AT repass. Yeah, and actually, uh, I, I heard him say that. He said, ain't he? And I, and I thought that was so funny. I said, I ain't never heard, well, I ain't heard a motherfucker say Amy in a, in a long time. And he was really pissed off. He said, don't you got, you the one got that radio show, right? He said, tell them. <laughs> he said, tell Deacon Maxfield to kill himself and start over. <laughs> yeah, apparently there wasn't enough food at the uh, repast. People think we make this stuff up, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> barbershops or something else, man. Hey, what else we got, cuz? Alright, so we got uh, Ronald uh, from the barbershop. He says uh, he wants to give his brother Mike a kill yourself and start over for wiping his mouth when he was eating his food on Labor Day. Don't no other man wipe another man's mouth. Don't matter if they can or not. Kill yourself and start over. <laughs> yeah, you need to kill yourself and start over, bro. <laughs> so, so, so let me get this right, Joe. If, if me and you had the bar- uh, barbecuing, and I just see some barbecue sauce dripping off your chin. I just take my napkin. I can't take my napkin and, and, and get the, get that for you. Hell no! I shove that napkin down your damn throat. <laughs> <laughs> DB, let's be real. You probably dip some chicken in that damn barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Now let me put on my burger. Wait a minute. Now, big dog. Come on, man. Big dog. You barbecued. I'm out hey, there helping. Miss me with that bullshit. <laughs> Okay, big dog, if you out there barbecuing, you sweating real hard. I can't wipe that sweat for you, man. You better stay the fuck away. From <laughs> <laughs> oh, your ass gonna be barbecued. <laughs> you gonna do a CBQ? <laughs> I'm gonna feed you to my neighbor's dog, goddammit. <laughs> okay, hey, we got anything else, cuz? Yeah, we got one more. Uh, apparently, um, there's this chick that's just pissed off about her friend. I guess she's been doing this for quite a while, but Minnie, she writes in, she says uh, she wants to give her best friend to kill yourself and start over for being a hoe. Oh, Minnie, you shouldn't say that. You know, hey, we all got friends that are hoes, you know? I mean, we should. I, Joe, don't we got a friend that's a hoe? Can you think of one? I mean, we wouldn't tell one. Don't we got a friend that's a hoe? I mean, we wouldn't tell our friend. Friends. <laughs> hey, uh, man, get off your friend back. If you want to run around and jump on a bunch of different dicks, let her do it. Yeah. Yeah, it hey, don't hurt. Hey, hey, Yo. We got a friend who last name Star. Star with hope. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I never noticed that. that Damn, sure do. <laughs> like the longest kill yourself and start over i got um i want to give uh kid rock a kill yourself and start over for saying uh yeah he said fuck colin kaepernick so i want to give him a kill yourself and start over and then i want to give uh (laughs) i want to give joe dirt a kill yourself and start over for telling our listeners last week if they uh register on inside the cave blog they will be registering to be a sex offender 
No, okay, because y'all got frozen for a minute. Okay. And then I want to give uh, my last one, I want to give Tyron Lue a kill yourself and start over for telling Allen Iverson that he can be an assistant coach on the Cleveland Cavs for him. Let me tell you something, Tyron Lue. If anything, Allen Iverson would be the coach. All right. He doesn't. Why would Allen Iverson work for you? All right. You lucky you working. All right. Get out of here. That was a sarcastic gesture for him stepping over Tyron Lue like that. Tyron Lue said, now I got the last lap. You can't work for me now. Hey, you know what? Let me give a reset and start over to uh, Lil Wayne for going on Skip Bayless show talking about he never seen racism before in America. Uh, <laughs> That's not what he said. That's not what he said. What he what said? He say, uh, hey, first, what he said was, you know, basically he's been in the game so long that he didn't, as, he haven't experienced quite everything that everybody else experienced. He said he do recognize that there is racism. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So basically, by him being a kid star, a lot of stuff he got sheltered from. So he didn't really experience it himself. But he's seen it. He's not saying that we don't have racism. Okay. And plus, he be drunk and high, so he probably didn't even notice. <laughs> I don't know, man, if I believe that. It's just hard for me to believe that being down with, in, in, in uh, New Orleans and, and never experienced racism. But Right. Yeah, but... To each his own. That's why I said. That's why I said a reset and start over. You know what I mean? That's why I said I'm gonna give him a reset just in case. But teach his own. That was kill yourself and start over. Hey, hold on, man. I got, I got one more, man. Okay. I forgot about it. Okay. I want to give one to your boy Derrick Rose. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Get off my boy back, dog. Hey, man. Let me tell you something. Why this dude in court name dropping? Yeah. Oh yeah. Take your charge, bro. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. What he say? Man, he's snitching. He's saying basically, I ain't the only one that fucked us. <laughs> what? He did. And he started calling names out. Yeah, he did. Real talk. He said Swaggy P had part of old girl too. Yep, he sure did. Y'all want to look that shit up? Yeah. All right, that was like the longest kill yourself and start over we ever did. Let's we got the return of International D's Uga of the week coming up, but let's get into this real quick. Emails and complaints with cousin Lamar. Emails and complaints. Emails and complaints with cousin Lamar on inside the cave. All right, cuz what we what we got this week? All right, <clears throat> so starting off we got uh, Chantel. She wrote in. She says. Uh, I didn't find it funny when y'all made up that story about the man making his food in urine. And it was very racist to say he was cooking Chinese food. That story was fake anyway because I Googled it and find it. By the way, I have Asian blood. Now, that for the first time, I can actually blame it. I'm going to do a Derrick Rose and actually blame this one on Cousin Lamar. <laughs> because that story came from Cousin Lamar. <laughs> it did come from me. And Chantel must be... Either under 12 years old and don't know how to use the fucking internet. The <laughs> problem is, but you can look, I mean, just type the shit in. I done found damn near 20 websites linking the damn story. So, Chantel, you can kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, first of all, Chantel, when you spell it Google, it's with two O's, not two U's. <laughs> it's G O O, not G U U. Hey, white. Hey, why don't you stand sideways so she can hear you, understand? Oh. <laughs> Damn. And this is what we do, the customer complaints. 
listen to complaints. Y'all ain't right, man. Y'all ain't right. <laughs> I want to see a, I make it. Man, y'all ain't right, man. Oh, uh, okay. Hey, while y'all playing around, Chantel, fine though. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Anyway, yeah, uh, tell us in the picture. What, what, what hey. Is <laughs> hey, shout out to DJ Khaled. They don't want to see us make it. <laughs> hey, what else we got, cuz? All right, so we got uh, Cheryl. She says, uh, great show. Y'all know everybody. Yes, we do, Cheryl. And that story goes on and on. We know everybody. That's right. You name it. We like a handshake away from anybody and everybody. I know you folks in Indiana having a hard time understanding that, but yes, us folks from the big old city, we know some of everybody. That is true, Cheryl. What else we got, cuz? All right, so uh, next up we got Steve. Damn, it's for you, CB. Uh, Steve writes in, he says, why do y'all let CB talk sports? Iverson and Shaq deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, he ain't said they didn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he did. I did. It was underrated. That's right. Under. They underachieved. Underachieved. That's right. That's right. And I stand by it, Stevie. All right. You stay out there in L.A. doing your thing. Let me handle this out here, Stevie. I got this. As my boy uh, Tony Ratcliffe would say, I'm fucking this horse. You just hold the tail. Right. Wait, what? Never mind. I just thought I'd throw it right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> you fucking now? Then All right. All right. Uh, All we got from Slick Rick this week. That's it. I know, right? He's still reserved, man. He's still reserved. <laughs> He's still. Dog must have threatened him. Dog sent them goons on him. All right, what else we got, cuz? Start over reserve, goddamn. Right. All right, then last up, we got Carol. Uh, Carol writes in and says uh, some fan mail. She says, y'all chemistry together on the show is great. How do y'all know each other? Great show. You know, that is a great question, Kara. Everybody wants to know, how do we know each other? And I think the best person to tell that story is Big Dog. Big Dog, why don't you tell all our listeners, how do we know each other, Big Dog? Dog don't even know. Everybody know each other. Go ahead, Big Dog. I want to hear. A bunch of ex-game bangers. Dog said we met up in a police lineup. Dog said we police lineup. Been cool ever since. Okay, Carol, since, since Big Dog is giving a wild, this is how we know each other. Everybody is, is associated through me. That's right. I'm the nucleus in this group. All right. Everybody is associated through me. I've been knowing D the longest on this panel. And then I met Veli and Joe when I got in high school and they were a bunch of marks for me. Hey, y'all. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We saved and uh, cousin Lamar is cousin Lamar is uh, Veli's cousin, 
And uh, so he's my cousin because Veli is my brother from another mother. And then I end up t- in the 2005, I think it was, I end up going down to Kansas City and I met this young boy named uh, Big Dog. And Big Dog. Look, I thought you said he was called Little Puppy then. Yeah, he didn't know. He didn't know anything about. Two thousand five. No, I wasn't young. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, when I met Big Dog, he, he didn't know anything about the big city. He That's still right. he still thought we had colored drinking fountains, and uh, <laughs> so I had to tell him. I said, "No, brother, you can you can drink that. You can drink out of that water fountain." <laughs> this coming from the same guy that uh. <laughs> Running around doing everything he was told to do. But I had to come in and kind of like ACB. Don't let the white boys talk to you like that. <laughs> 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 you said he was an errand boy, dog. <laughs> I had to step in. I told him, I said, I'm going to kick your ass if you don't stop. <laughs> They've been friends ever since. And we've been friends ever since. And I introduced. White man, I go do that right now. And then I introduced Big Dog to. I introduced Big Dog to everybody else, and then just like always, International D came back and claimed everybody as his friends, and now they're more closer with D than they are with me. So that's basically how our friendship is, Carol. If you want to know, that's how we got the chemistry here at Inside the Cave. Is that about right, guys? Veli, did I miss anything? Well, what, about, what about Sid and Mike? They're not here. I'm only talking about the ones that are here. We all cave members. Nah, I'm only talking about the ones that are here, the ones that matter. Hey, Carol, we got some stories about CB and Mike, but we gonna edit that. <laughs> all right, that was. <laughs> hey, that was emails and complaints. Hey, this is the long-awaited return. We haven't did this in so long. This is called International D's Uga of the Week. Now, for those that don't know, because you probably don't know what an Uga is. Um, and Uga, who wants to tell that story how we came up with the name Uga? I, I think it's fitting for us to let uh, the man that created the word D come up with you and let people know about the terminology. Okay, International D, you're back. Tell everybody how you uh, came up with that. I, no, I've been gone that long that I need to tell the story again. But I, I, We got a whole I, bunch of new listeners now, man. They don't even uh, know who you okay, are. Y'all y'all. Go back and listen to the old uh, shows. <laughs> we got time for this. Okay. Yeah. Basically, all it is is we was in the, we was in Vegas, we was in a casino, we was leaving the pool area that we was too cheap to pay for, and uh, we walking around in the uh, in the in the lobby, already frustrated because you know we weren't going in the pool, the topless pool, hmm. and then uh, my 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 friends here, well some of them that are on the on the panel right here, decided to uh, have conversations with a bunch of ratchet. Ignorant. Uh, you can't prove that. Did I say ratchet already? Just some. I want to say Uga so bad, but I'm giving a definition, so I can't use my word. Uh, you can't but prove this, though. It was a hot, hot ass mess. But these fools wanted to sit there and entertain these women, and it just it, it flew out of my mouth because I was trying to get somewhere where you know we could actually enjoy ourselves around some decent people. And, you know, they they was back on the west side of Chicago. And those women that you're talking about, those were black women, right? Just go ahead and put it out there. You were talking about black women, right? They happen to be black. <laughs> okay. But I'm, I'm not saying that I'm associating them with the black culture. But okay. yeah, they were some, so black they, women they black, black women them. gave you the name Uga. That's what made you start using that term, black women. 
know what? Let's get into the Uga of the week so I can I can squash this whole racist thing. Right okay, now. well let's hear. Let's let's get into I'm about, it. I'm about to blow your mind right here. Here we go. International D's Uga of the week. Let's describe a certain female. Let's describe a certain female. Let's describe a certain female. The definition of Uga is pretty much an ignorant, uh, uh, unattractive. Not knowing how to act individual. And it can usually be of a certain persuasion. Female with a disease of character and attitude. If you will, a snob. However, some ghetto chick from the west side, south side of Chicago. <laughs> and how many of these ghetto chicks have you slept with? <laughs> my memory doesn't jog back that far. Again, you said women aren't what? Hey, shit. What's my favorite word? <laughs> and these are the opinions strictly of people. Who you got, D? Okay. To shut CB up and everybody else up that, that think this is all about me bashing black women. That's not what it is. So my Uga of the week, I'm, I've been a waste, but I, I, I can't let this slide. It's going to be Bailey Kern. It's the, that, the chick who decided to get Chris Brown arrested for saying he put a gun on her. Wait a so, minute. You know she's white, right? <laughs> I think I noticed that. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure. It's an attractive white woman, too teachers on. But, I mean, obviously, that's how she got in Chris Brown's crib, too. That's how it works, isn't it? She's a groupie. Mm. Or she was a friend of somebody, right? That's what it was. She was a friend of somebody. Right. But she's also a friend that had sticky fingers, it, it, it turns out, because she said she was just looking at some jewelry. But it turns out that she was actually trying to feed. And she, it turns out she got a record of shoplifting. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And on top of that, she's like friends of one of Chris's exes or something like that. There's a whole bunch of twists to the story. Bottom line is they trying to take Chris Brown down. And, you know, I'm not a fan of the whole Rihanna thing myself, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to defend the guy because he do a bunch of dumbass shit. He like the black Justin Bieber. But but his music is a lot better, I say. But I'm not going to get on that. Back, back, back to this shit. She basically tried to set him up. Then she ran him. She 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 said he chased her with a gun or whatever. She ran, and then they got they got to some neighbor's house and hid under a car or something and called the police. The story just sounds retarded as all hell. So let me get this right. Your first Uga of the week in months, and you're giving it to a white woman? I can't believe that. You've never done that before. White women can be Ugas. I never... They can do dumb, stupid-ass shit. International D. Wow. <laughs> Giving a white woman the Uga of the Week. That is a that is that is a first here on Inside the Cave. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you hey fellas, what what y'all think about that? Like am, am I right? Is that is that a definition of Uga? Hey, hey cuz, you there with us in Vegas. Is this a Uga? Wait a minute. Oh, that's 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 most definitely a Uga. All day. Joe with Joe? You weren't there when I created the word, but you, you definitely know what an ooga is. You like to date them. So, is, is this an ooga? What's <laughs> about being the women that I date? What's it? That's <laughs> because I ain't got no kite. <laughs> Tell me that they oogas. <laughs> hey, if a woman ever said I held a gun up to her, y'all better believe it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs>
Qualifies D. I just didn't think that you would like say anything negative about her. Wow, I can't believe that. This is a first, man. But yeah, she she she's definitely every negative word you can think to call a woman. She definitely is that. You know what? I, one day I want us to have a segment on the show where you can clarify why you got this twisted about me and black women. What what did I ever do to make it seem like I got something against black women? Okay, can I should I read some text messages? <laughs> would you want me to what, what, how else would you like me to clarify it <laughs> uh, are you the one that said uh, are you the one that said that when black women go to the uh, swimming pool it smell like perm are you the one that said that okay okay anything else you want me to say <laughs> That was International D's Uga of the Week. Veli, did you say you had a, 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 a game you wanted to play? Yeah, I don't know how, how dumb uh, we are with it. We could give it a test trial. Go ahead. But, uh, uh, we'll next week. While we got International D on, go ahead. Okay, uh, D, I, I came up with a, uh, a new game we can call, we can uh, play called Signs. S-I-G-N-S, Signs. So, with us having you on the show, I thought about, hey, let's do one that is called Signs That She's an Uga. I'm ready. I'm going to take you all just pull out, you know, a line, a phrase or something. That classifies and let people know exactly what we, you know, talking about when we refer to a woman as, or a man as an Uga. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so earlier I saw a picture of a possibly three-year-old little boy. He had on a red Jersey, earrings, necklace, a big belt buckle, red pants, and some gold shoes. I told CB, I believe his mom is possibly an Uga. Would you agree with that, D? Yes, but I'm going to go with his mama, his mama's mama, probably her mama too, are Ugas, because somehow that's, that's genetic. Child of Uga D. That 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 is a child of Uga. That's just wrong. That is just wrong. 
He got on gold shoes, man, with a right. real backpack. That jersey, look, it, it looks similar to the one that CB wearing right now. So, that means. <laughs> this is a Lakers official jersey. <laughs> oh, man. That, 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 that jersey looked like it was made by that girl that said that she got Asian blood. <laughs> So I, I guess what what you said a minute ago, D, that if you go to a swimming pool and you smell perm, that is a sign that, that she's a no go, the woman in the pool possibly. That's no-go. wrong, man. That's wrong. I, I, I swear, people, I don't remember saying that. Yeah, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. What else you got? You got another one? No, I was actually seeing if you guys had something that somebody y'all might know and see if she qualifies to be a no Hairstyle, outfit, attitude. I can't do it right now, cause I, cause everything that I, everything that I'll say will be obvious, and then we'll get, we'll get thrown off the air. So I can't say, I, <laughs> I can't say anything right now. <laughs> I can't edit myself. Yeah, we know you ain't gonna edit, so. All right, so I, I got one. I can, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your said my check was ready. I ain't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I just ran. Is that is that is that an Uber? <laughs> I think that's obvious. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I thought that was my ex-wife for a second. Oh I, 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 man, damn. damn. What they say about me. you? So, if, if, if with that, with me seeing that, automatically it it, it painted Uber across her forehead. Wow. Big giveaway. Damn. Yeah. What about standing in line for five hours for a pair of Jordans, D? Ooh. <laughs> Big dog, how long did you stand in line to get your Jordans you got? Hey, I never stand in line for Again, see, when you, walk, you walk directly to the store in, in, in a foreign country, in, uh, in a foreign city like London, you don't wait in line because you're not in line with a bunch of Ugas. You're in line with a bunch of people who got money that's going to, you know, that can actually afford them, and they're not spending a fair check. But wait a minute, Big. I can't get them online. You know what I'm saying? It ain't gonna happen, bro. Nobody <laughs> afford no damn Jordans. The motherfuckers too goddamn expensive. Mm. I bet your woman can afford them. My woman? If she could, I tell her just give me the goddamn money. <laughs> and no damn just the side that you are Uga. All right, uh, all right. Let's move on real quick. Uh, we got uh, Lala from Rich Temper coming up. Oh, that is definitely a Uber. <laughs> Damn. Uh, listeners, if you can see this video dog is showing us now, that's a crackhead. agree that this man is definitely a Uber. That's a crackhead, boy. A crackhead Uber, sweetheart. Damn. Not that there's anything wrong with that. All right. All right, we'll be right back with more Inside the Cave. You're on the number one show, Inside the Cave. Three Lee Filmed. Yo, this is Joe Dirt, the host of the Dirt Sheets, the best segment on any podcast. Stay tuned for another classic Dirt Sheet coming up. Matter of fact, don't even waste your time. Just fast forward to the last 10 minutes of the show, and you can hear the best person on this podcast, which is me. When inside the cave. Inside the cave with CB, the leader, Joe Dirt, Dirty Joe, Bell, Frugal Valley, Big Dog, Bull Tide, said, ha ha ha. Cousin Lamar, International D, the International Lover, and Cat, Inside the Cave, the number one podcast in Shy. Who said that?
Inside the Cave. All right, welcome back Inside the Cave. I'm finally getting a chance to do this interview the right way. Um, I met her briefly when I had the chance to interview Maya. And now I'm getting a chance. To, then I tried to interview her on the lake, and it came through good, but it was so much wind. I couldn't, I just, I couldn't use it. The video was cool. Just everything else, <laughs> the audio was terrible. But welcome to Inside the Cave. Lala, 17-year-old designer. So how long have you been designing your own clothes? I've been designing since about fourth grade, so almost 10 years. But it's been about almost four since designing my own clothes. Wow. Yeah. Now, is that what you what you have on right now? Absolutely. All rich temper. Nice. Nice. That is lovely. Describe what you have on. This will be on the YouTube as well. I have on a blush pink. I call it like baby girl pink. Um, silk crepe outfit. Um, with a little Venetian print on the side. Um, I don't know. I was just inspired to do this based on the event that I'm at now, which yeah. is a fashion show. It's a um, formal gala, so I wanted to bring my own style to it. Right. Inspired with a little bit of Rihanna with the slit dress. Right, right. Going okay. on. All right. Now that looked like it probably cost you a lot to make the material is so dope you know what I mean like it looks like it probably cost you a lot to make so I'm assuming that it's probably gonna cost a lot to sell like if somebody wants to buy it so, so let's just say I want to buy something like that for, for, for my lady how much would that cost this would probably how much you charge me the whole set yeah the whole set not including the Sophia Webster's <laughs> oh, oh, the shoes too? Oh, oh no, no, no. Not including the okay, shoes. Okay, okay. But just the outfit, I'll probably charge her like 150 no more than $170. Ooh, okay. That's custom. That's good. I mean, that's, that's I mean, no, custom. I'm, no, you I'm, else, they charge you no, I'm glad, I'm glad that you're expensive. That's good. <laughs> come into the game expensive. That's how you're supposed to. Don't come in the game cheap. That's good. That's good. All right, so the name of the clothing line is Rich Temper, right? Yes. So you, and now when I uh, tried to interview you before on the beach, uh, you were, you had a swimsuit line as well. Uh, Lana J uh, was modeling in it. So describe your swimsuit wear as well. My or swimwear, I should say. Yeah, okay. So my swimwear was, um, I was inspired by a lot of like the African themes. So I had a few pieces that had um, tribal in it, or I had like tribal beads going down the side with a tribal choker. That was my theme. Then I had like the sporty girl, beach babe look, and some of my looks. So I was, I had two things. So what was the uh, uh, Lana J from 92.3 look like? She loved you. Uh, what, what was her comments, feedback on you? Absolutely. She was very impressed. Yeah. Not only just with the pieces, but my age. Right. Like the pieces. She right. was like, wow, like, you really did this. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Now, when I first met you, was with, you was with doing something with Maya. With, my, yes. How did that ever go out? Did, I took her measurements and I'm still working on the design to send to her. I'm just going to brainstorm some pieces for her and I'm going to just send them to her and just hope she wears them right. and post them and advertise and I yeah. think it'll be really good now, know, exposure. Because I think what you have on now would be nice for Maya. I've been a really? long time fan of Maya. So. Really? You think she'd be nice? I thought, why not? Send it to her. Okay. Yeah, send that to her. I'll take her advice. Yeah, yeah, send that to her. Am I right, cameraman? She should send that to her, right? <laughs> send that to Maya, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so now you're on your way to school, right? Yes. Um, what school are you going to? I'm going to Savannah College of Art and Design Savannah in Atlanta, College. though. Nice, nice, nice. You got to stay focused down in Atlanta. Absolutely. Yeah, but you but, you know what? You've been doing that all your life, though, because, like, while everybody else is playing around. And... I'm at home making clothes. Wow. <laughs> so what's your, what's your, what's your like, your the, 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 
the area in your house where you make your clothes? What, what does that room look like? It, it was my dining room. It was, okay. It was my dining room. But we made it to a full-out design studio, and it started with one small, very simple rack, with, you know, one bar, and now we've upgraded to an actual table. Two tables, four machines, the same simple rack, but with a more, you know, complicated rack also, very he heavy-duty, and then I have a chase, for lounging for people that come over to sit. Mm -hmm. I have, like, drawers full of material, hangers full of material. Nice. It's very occupied over there now, yeah. versus... How many sewing machines you got? I have four. Four sewing machines. But daily I work off two. So now, I, I slide across the table. So you gonna bring all them down there with you? No. No. At least not this year. Okay. Because of the living arrangements. I do have two other roommates. Oh, wow. Instead of one. Wow. Are you so, gonna bring one with you? I can't because I work off two machines to make Oh, money. okay. What you about a, a needle and thread? Uh, <laughs> I'm old. My grandma used to do stuff like that. Yeah, can, you, can you make a quilt? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe to a couple yeah, buttons or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> Not right. a whole outfit. Okay, I okay, wish. okay. So what do you so what are you gonna do? I mean, that's been your life. Because it is Atlanta, I am looking for a manufacturing deal. So I am searching for that and it'll be very accessible for me to go to the stores and take it down the street to the work to, to the warehouse. So I've been looking into that and that's coming soon. Like I'm, you know, transitioning into online boutique versus Strictly in-house seamstress. And you have men's clothes too? Yes, I am working my men's line. I am looking out to my male counterparts, like for advice, like what is like what's popping right now, what's not, you know, because I'm not a, a man. So right, I'm right. Know. I'm going to introduce you to my co-host Veli Vell. Mm -hmm. He'll be perfect for you. I'm gonna uh, make sure we're gonna do that before this interview's over. I'm gonna okay. make sure to talk <laughs> with him about that because he's in the same thinking as you. And that'll be perfect for you for that. Uh, so now, if, if you're gonna be down in Atlanta, now you've been making clothes since you, since fourth grade, right? I was about, you know, I started sewing in sixth grade, so probably like 11 or 10. But I've been drawing like designing since fourth grade, so like eight. Okay, so how are you gonna keep your, you know, you don't lose that itch when you when you, you're not gonna have your sewing machine and stuff. I so feel like sewing something that you'll. Well, if you don't do it for years, but I mean, I'm still going to be sewing. I have a on-campus lab, so okay. I can assess that, but just consistently when work for a business because it's not that accessible to me versus walking over to the next room and get okay. to work, I have to go to another building in another area. So, ah, okay. okay. That's why I have to transition to something else that will be more suitable to run a business. Now, as you, I know you're going to, I know you're in this for the long haul. You're gonna end up having hiring people, right? Yes. Right. Absolutely. And I look forward to that about now. <laughs> but you know what? But here's my question. You've been doing you made this outfit you have on and mm -hmm. you make all your clothes. How do you find the right person that can sew like you, match your style? I always want to know like how I have shadows. So I have people come in and shadow me or, I, or like some people come and ask me, like, can I shadow you for a day? And like I ask them like like what can you do what are you good at so there's some people that just draw and don't sew and some people that do sew and don't draw so like, I just use what I have like I don't force people into new things like if you just sew you don't draw okay we'll work things out I draw mm. use your sewing techniques and we just put it together we just collab on a lot so I try not to be forceful I know some people like to force things on their employees it's like whatever you come in with we're just gonna enhance that skill and keep it moving yeah but see 
my whole thing is now when they when you hire your employees and they start sewing for you, mm-hmm. are you gonna be one of those type of people that's gonna have to hover over them? The goal is not to have people like that, that I have to hover over. I want people that I trust and that have similar techniques or better. Good. Good. And that's basically it. I really mm-hmm. don't want to hover over anybody and make anybody feel uncomfortable. So I'm the type. Yeah. I want people like, oh, what's that? Or standing over me, oh, what you doing? It's like, go away. I'll show you when I'm done. <laughs> like. So what's the what's the what's the hiring process? Listen, okay, let me ask you. What's the hiring process to to, to design for you? The hiring process would be just, um, I would say being an intern because I'm not that established that, oh, I need interns. Um, like, just, just be in my environment and I see how you are as a people person because you definitely have to be a people person. Yeah. And that's basically the main gist of it all, just making sure that you can communicate. And also, like, you have some type of skill, you know? Yeah. Either will it, whether it be salesperson or like you know, artistic ability, that would be good. The Ooh. best. Alright, now to model for you, to model your clothes, men or women, uh, what's the process? What do you look for in, in a model for your clothing? Um, I have, the process is like people email me pictures. They don't have to be super professional if you cannot access them, but at least, you know, against the plain wall, straight up and down. And even with the tra- with the straight up and down pictures, I want to see confidence. I can't see a lack of yeah. self in the pictures. You know, if even if it's just a dead stare into the camera, I need to you need to sell that dead stare. And it's like it's all about in the body language. You can stand up and down, but it don't look like it to me because like, it's all about you know perception. Uh-huh. So I go for that. Yeah, mainly attitudes. That's really what rich temper is. Attitude. Okay. Uh, plus size, skinny. Uh, I don't know the whole all the charts and stuff like that, but any any size type model you, you can make clothing for any size. Or? Absolutely, I'm trying really? to get more into the plus size. I mean, my mom is considered plus size, but she's not of the majority plus size women. Mm-hmm. So I do want to address that because that is probably one of the most fast moving, excuse me, fast moving uh, industries is plus size kids because yeah. they don't have a lot of people that cater to them. Right. So I do want to get into that because right now I've been my own mannequin for forever. I just recently got a mannequin, like a stand-up mannequin, how prom you, season. How have you been your own mannequin? Um, at first I didn't know how to draw. So I just lay fabric on the floor and I just vision the idea and cut it out. Put it on myself and if it was too big, take it in. If it was too small, I cut it open and add stuff in like, on so the side. So you didn't know how to draw. I did not know how to draw until last summer when I went away to college for an art experience at the Academy Art University. And I took drawing classes and I came home like, I know how to do professional portfolios, but before that, for seven, eight years, I was laying fabric on the floor and just cutting and sewing. I did not know how to draw anything. And I used to be very stumped about that because I was like, I don't know how to put my, my vision on paper. And it's like, that's what colleges want. They don't always want portfolio pictures of models standing up and down your clothes. They want to see the technical drawings. Like, I don't know how to do that. So I went to school. I paid $5,000 to learn how to draw. <laughs> nice. 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 Yeah. Okay. Give me some influences. Who, who's like your major influence? My major influence will, of course, would be Rihanna as far as her attitude. Let's just say that her attitude, when she steps out and, you know, takes these pictures with paparazzi, she may not even be trying, but, like, she's like, she's modeling whatever she has on as far as inspiration as far as designer I would say Alexander Wang 
has that street chic that I'm going for, that look that I'm going for. Nice, Alexander Ring and Rihanna. That's cool. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Alright, um, how long are you going to be in school for this? I will be going for a bachelor's so for fashion, marketing, and management. However, next summer I will not be coming home for the break. I'll be staying and taking fashion design courses because I'm trying to get the business side of things so that yeah. I want to run a business. I'd rather have stores and market and all that and just have my name put on it versus me being an yeah, you so focused. Now, if, if someone did want to hire you for their clothing line, mm -hmm. would, would you take that opportunity? Depending or? on the designer. If somebody just is like international, absolutely. I will, and I'll just still branch off of that. I know some people don't like you to have yeah. your own thing going on, but I definitely wouldn't like take things from theirs and make mm -hmm. these. My, I'll just, okay, you get these ideas and I get these. Right, right, right. It's enough room for everybody. That's the thing. It's a lot of competition going on. Even with the mainstream designers, like they're trying to knock each other out. It's like, no, I want to, I want some of this, I want some of that. Yeah. But they don't want to share, so it's like, you got to make it happen. You got to get it where you fit in. And you got a, 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 a great head on your shoulder. You are so, Thank you. man, you are so <laughs> focused. I, I was never that focused at 17. Never. Like, how did you get that? mindset to think like that like who, who instilled that in you i think it was myself i was looking at colleges in seventh grade i used to just be saying my mom like what are you doing i'm like i want to go to ucla but then it's like they didn't have my major <laughs> so i was like forget it but i've been looking at colleges for a long time and then my mom she's my manager and okay. so she like does like my marketing like Your that. Mom, she that, instills yeah, that, that mentality to me that you have, you have to have a hard core, you gotta be focused. And she has the mom aspect, it's like, you know, the same way she's hard on me on schoolwork, she is on me on my business. So. Now, is your mom, is that jazz? No. Jazz, yeah. That's your mom? That is my mother. All this time, I've been, <laughs> I thought that was your auntie. <laughs> no, that's my mom. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. She did a jazz, you did a great job. I've been talking with, I didn't know, I thought that was your auntie, I did not know that. Wow, man, great job. Man, doing I wish you all the best. Um, let me see. Let me see. Now, I, this our show is more of an adult, yeah. mature show. So I'm trying to think of some funny questions that I can ask you. This, this. Let me see. Um, okay. I can't ask you those questions. Those, those what is it? No, I can't ask you those questions. No, 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 no. I got a daughter. I can't ask you those questions. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, oh man, I got. I should have thought about this before we started. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. In your in your past, in your in your free time, whenever you do have free time, mm -hmm. what kind of music you vibe into? I like. <laughs> I like. I think I like all music except for like country. And not so much of pop, but you can say I like the hip-hop rap. Because I would think most people that's like creative, like yourself, mm -hmm. they're weird. And they like, <laughs> no, seriously, they like... That is absolutely true. They like weird stuff. So I was mm -hmm. expecting you to say, I like goth music or something like that. So When I'm in my studio, in my design studio, I'm most likely like Gucci Mane or something. Like, I like that hard, the bass going in. That keeps me moving. Like I dance around while I'm moving. Yeah. You know, that yeah. keeps me going. Some moves, I like the low chill music, like, um, I forgot her name. Oh, Lena Baraz and Galicia. 
how to pronounce the last name. That slow mellow music. You know, that's more towards like one or two o'clock in the morning. You up at one or two o'clock? In the morning. I pull all nighters sometimes. What I kind of grade? What kind of grades you pulled in? What kind of grades you? Pulled in? I pulled an A and B average. Excellent. That, that, that's that's amazing. So you were working on your craft and still see. I can't even balance. I'm trying to balance this show and 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 the family life, and I can't even balance it. I'm, I'm dying out here trying to figure this out. So. I, said, I, I really do salute you. Okay, what else you do, like, in your free time, you know, like, other than making clothes? What? I try to get up with my friends a lot, but that doesn't go too well for me because yeah. my schedule is very, it, it fluctuates. My mom might call me very last minute. I could be on my way out to a party, and she'd be like, well, I just got this call, and there's this, you know, yeah. someone wants to come early in the morning for a fitting, or... Someone that's supposed to come to a fitting next week wants to come tonight. And it's like, okay, I guess. And sometimes it's like, you know, and no. Like, I just, I need, sometimes you need a balance. So then when you do get that exposure to your personal life, you don't go crazy. So sometimes it's very hard. I spend the majority of my summer working. And after this show, I'm, I'm free. But it's like, everyone's gone already. So. Do you feel like you're missing out on your childhood or teenage? Absolutely. But you, but you still focused though. But I'm okay with that because I knew what I was getting myself into. It wasn't like Crazy. someone was pushing me or this is the dream that I have for me. I forced my dream on my mom. Wow. She's like, well, if I'm putting all this money into it, you better go through it. And I'm like, absolutely. So I definitely saw my childhood, but I knew that. So. All right, here we go. Here we go. Now I can ask you. What's the worst experience you had? You don't have to say no name, but okay. measuring somebody, uh, a model, What's the worst experience you had? One did someone come in with a like a say that you had to fit somebody? You ever, you ever had to fit somebody with like bad body odor or something like that? I've had a show where a model like yeah. did not do any good to my clothes. Like getting myself after the show, I was like oh, I'm like these gotta go. Like I can't even take pictures of them. Just burnt them I up. have to just let them go. <laughs> I was like I don't want to ruin the the quality of it by putting it in the washer I'm like it's fresh off the machine like yeah. I wanted to take pictures and sell it but it's like okay, it ain't gonna work huh? it's not gonna work <laughs> wow, wow that's crazy that's great so how, how how did you react to that were you were you just stay professional and act like you didn't know I, no actually I didn't smell the clothes there cause I'm not much of a nose person I don't like to smell anything I only thing I smell is like fresh laundry anything that I've that's laying around I will not smell it but because it was my clothes I just wanted to make sure I picked it out I was like yeah, <laughs> this ain't yours. <laughs> yeah, this ain't great. I'm like, who was wearing this? I'm like, wow. Not anymore. Yeah. That's it. That's cool. The outfit had to go. <laughs> that is cool. Well, you know what? I want to say that I don't, I don't just met you. I've been talking with your mom forever. Mm-hmm. Proud of you. Uh, here's some advice that I can, I feel like I have to give you because I'm older. Keep a lawyer that's watching your lawyer. Keeping it. Keeping an accountant that's watching your accountant, all right? And you always had a final say on where your money goes. If, if all your money's gonna be blown away, let you be the one to do it. Right. Don't let nobody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I wish you. I wish you so much success. And uh, Thank you so much. tell your people down in Atlanta to check us out inside the cave Absolutely. and uh, subscribe to the show and. Uh, I, w- I just wish you the best, man. And I also put the link on my website. I have a About the CEO tab that people go to to click on all my links.
what, what, what else you got that I don't know about? Tell us, a, tell us something else that we don't know about. Like, where can people find you, social media, anything else that I might have forgot about? Okay, so my Instagram, actually my personal Instagram is mainly my business Instagram now. So that is LA, the number two in X, so LA2X. Um, my Twitter is at Rich Temper, R-I-C-H-T-E-M-P-E-R, Rich Temper. And my website is richtemper.com, and you can click on the About the CEO tab and see all my interviews, my mission for my brand. You can click on um, Keeping Up with Rich Temper tab, and you can see all my candid photos from my Rich, from my, uh, rich Temper photo shoots. Okay, is Mama going to be down visiting you frequently down in Atlanta? Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, she's calling herself moving down there. Wow, okay. A couple months after I moved. All right, now, let me tell you something about Atlanta. I hope this don't get me in trouble. There's a lot of men, men groupies down there too. So. Yes, I so know all about it. Like these, these, <laughs> these men are worse than the women now, from what I'm hearing. So, Atlanta's like so, home of like entertainment and trying to get big. Something like that. Don't nobody ride your coattail and be on somebody real husbands or whatever off of you. You know how that stuff goes. <laughs> she, her name is Lala. Rich Temper is the clothing line. Thank you for coming on Inside the Cave, ma'am. Thank you ma for having me. Again. Yeah, again, this is the real time, <laughs> this right? This is the real time, the right time. Big Dogs Country Rap Team of the Week. Big Dogs Country Rap Team of the Week. Oh, it's your boy, Big Dog, and I'm going inside the cave on Cave Podcast. Big Dogs Country Rap Team of the Week. Inside the cave. Give me my money in stacks and lace my bitches with John Pickens. Real niggas, fingers on nickel play and non-triggers. Must see my enemies defeated. I catch him while they coked up and weed up and find out them niggas meeting. See me in flesh and text and get your chest blown. Straight out the west, don't get blown. My adversaries cry like ho, open and shut like dough. Is you a friend of fuck? Nigga, you ain't know. They got me stressed out on death row. I see you money for baby, I got the demo. You see me go to pump, and I ain't stopping till I'm well paid. Bills paid now, nigga, look what hell me. Bitches are cops inside. Inside the game. Welcome back inside the cave. That was the country rap tune of the week. Shout out to Big Dog and our guest of the week, Lala from Rich Temper Clothing. Hey, let's talk about this real quick before we get into the dirt sheets. Uh, this has been 20 years since the death of Tupac. Can you believe that? 20 years since the death of Tupac. Uh, I had a conversation with a guy before, uh, a couple weeks ago, and he was trying to tell me that you know, uh, Biggie was a more jiggy rapper. You know, he had more flavor, more style uh, than Tupac. What y'all think? I think Tupac, man, was fresh. Now, I mean, we all know he was a little, you know, he had them bars and shit, but I'm talking about Pac was fresh. Come on, above the rim. Pac had style, man. Like, I know Biggie, like. You got people that are trying to copy Pac's style? Yeah. And like, and like with Biggie, you know, anybody, Biggie was like, okay, you get money and you start just buying expensive shit. Tupac, Tupac could put a bandana on and a, and a tank top. You know what I'm saying? And be fresh as hell. You know right. Hey, but you know what, though? A lot of people forget that Biggie, 
basically was being mentored by Tupac. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yes. He actually tried to sign to him, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Biggie tried to sign to Tupac? Yeah, they were just talking about it. Damn. Now, uh, here, here's a conversation I had with somebody. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, I, I was going to kind of follow you, CB, what you said about Pac, though. Pac actually like the, the D-boy on the block that head nigga look up to. He ain't, do, he ain't wearing nothing special, but he got a fresh pair of Tim's, crispy jeans, a tee, a chain, a fresh ball head, like you said, a bandana. Really? You know he's simple, but he flies hell with it. Right, right. But can y'all believe that it's been 20 years, man? I mean, and and how much hip hop has changed. Now, here's what here's what I'm, I'm gonna say. I think that Tupac can still be in the top five. But here's yeah. here's my issue though. I hate when Biggie people say that Biggie is the number one rapper of all time. That dude only dropped two albums. You cannot be considered. Uh, you cannot be considered the best rapper. Of, that's a disrespect to everybody who ever did it. This man only dropped two albums. And I heard, well, he got killed. That's a biggie problem. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z ain't get killed. Nas ain't get killed. That, that's, that, that's, that's on big. You know what I'm saying? So he only got two albums. For us to be saying 20 years later, he's still the greatest rapper of all time. That is disrespectful. Sorry, big. I hear a lot of people from New York say that. I think that that's because they heard more as far as him when he's getting on and everything. I mean, Big had lyrics, so I, I, I say he like top five lyricists all time. As far as being the greatest, I don't think he's the greatest all time. Is Tupac the greatest? To me, Tupac is. What about you, dog? From the oh, South. Man, Pac was so far ahead of his time, bro. I mean, everybody fuck with him. Lamar, what you think? You, you can actually take some of his songs right now, right, you know, and put them out. Yep. And you know what I'm saying? They'll still go. Yep. And he messed with everybody from everywhere. You know what I'm saying? He did songs with Bone, did songs with Scarface, Memphis, everywhere. Yeah. When he wasn't beefing with him. I, I used to, I said that for, for a long time, though, CB. Like, when people used to say Big, the greatest or one of the greatest. And that's definitely not the knock when the man was dope as hell for those two albums he cut. But I never see Big as the greatest. Like you said, like, the man only dropped two albums. That's like saying Brandon Roy is the greatest Portland Trailblazer ever. And he only played a couple of years. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> exactly. He got cut short because of injuries. Yeah. And like I said, I love I love Big, but I, I never was like, man, you know. But Pac, I was actually last night watching Tupac Resurrection on BT late at night. And the stuff he was talking about in like the early 90s and the phrases and quotes he was saying, I'm like, damn, people saying that right now. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Fifteen, twenty years later, we still saying certain lines and certain things that he visualized and he saw, and what was going on. That shit's going on now as far as police brutality and politicians yep. and all that. So, yep. what Dog said, he definitely was ahead of his time. It, right. It's sad because he he was so caught in that fist, man. Just like he that person, you never know what you was gonna get. He was he was on either be a great person or a great menace. You know what I mean? Well, you know you know the thing about it, Billy. He was real with it. He showed yeah. you all the emotions that you can get. He didn't just come out and try to be just straight uh, gangster on every album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. He gave you a little bit of everything, and, and most of these guys now, they can't do that. Right, right. right. Shit, I, I saw an old clip where he did uh, Dear Mama. Uh, he had a live band. Now, it was just a couple of years ago when I saw people on the uh, award show, or well, rappers, rather, 
starting to you know starting to use a live band right, in their right. performance. Yeah, yeah. Pac was doing that shit way back then. Yeah, now that now that's a good point because I think other than uh, Pac, I think well, who's the first? I, I can't other than like maybe Run DMC or something like that. But I think Jay Z was the first person I seen to do something like that. You know, with a live band. Uh, well, now LL did it on the Unplugged shit. You know, uh, with MTV, but. But I know what you're saying, though, dog. You know, for the most part, now everybody's doing. But like you said, he was ahead of his time with a lot I of I think stuff. the only short stop that Pac had was he wanted to be too, be too real in situations where he didn't have to be real like that at all. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he had every street nigga, like, listening to him and wanting to be him. Right. But he wanted to be that street nigga, too. Yeah. And he didn't have to. And Pac, Pac was like one of those people who he kind of like me and CB talk a lot about certain people we not gonna name where they do stuff backwards. You know, you usually you get in the game so you can get out the street game. It's like Pac ain't have no record before he got in the rap game. So once he got in the game, he started hanging with these dudes, these dudes going to jail, getting arrested every other week. And you know, people that he grew up with, they respect him. Yeah, a lot of people don't talk about it. They kind of had disrespect for him because of the way he actually started to act, you know, acting out. And you don't really hear that story about him a lot, but people actually started despising him because they knew him when he was boy when he wasn't out. Right, right. Yeah. Hey, also, uh, well, of course, this, uh, this week is actually Nas's birthday, so that's pretty cool. Shout out to Nas. Uh, but also, let's talk about this, though. Uh, and I want to give Big Dog's opinion on this. Well, hold on, Big Dog. Being down in the South, was everybody pop crazy like that down there? Come back on that. Being in the South, was everybody like Tupac crazy down there like that? Yeah, we was fucking with him heavy in the South. Real? Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So like when he died, like I know, I remember when he died. I remember where yeah. we was at. And yeah. I remember yeah. that shit. I remember yeah, I, driving. I remember that shit, bro. I remember, you know, me and one of my partners, man. And, uh, you know, we had to get it in for the brother. You know, it was kind of like, uh, it's kind of surreal. You know what I'm saying? You just didn't... Yeah. Didn't want to believe it. Yeah. You ain't lying, man. I remember where the hell I was at when he died, too, boy. Who I was with and everything. Who you was with, Joe? I was with one fan. One fan. We we was all on a dub. We was on a dub. Yeah, we was headed out there. With. We was we was blowing, you know, because you know we can say that now. Statue of limitation over. We grown now. We was out blowing before we was going to school, like six, seven deep. All sad, like damn, man. Nah, nah. This, this, this. this Pog died on a Saturday night, bro. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I oh, remember. Yeah, we, 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 got back, partner, we got back to school, though. When we got back to school, oh. it was either when he got shot, like when he first. Got yeah, shot, now when he got shot, that was different. But I remember we was leaving. We was leaving said house. Yeah, like six, seven deep. I remember because I remember being with Mike and we were in his blue tempo, and and the radio played and they said uh, Tupac has died and we just was exactly. like fucked up man we was fucked up just couldn't believe it just couldn't and that shit felt like one of the homies that got shot you know man, what I'm saying bro. man it's crazy that you could like recall that because like you said Big I like Big I mean as far as rappers go in my top five but I don't really remember what I was doing when he got killed I remember it but like Park man it was just like something that he had it's like you saw he saw the world through you yeah you know what I mean yeah yeah <clears throat> also also uh, 
what, 15 years later, going downtime, uh, Jay-Z dropped the blueprint. And to me, the blueprint is not only Jay-Z's best album ever. I think until about five years ago, it was the greatest rap, great, <clears throat> greatest album in hip-hop ever. That's what I really believe. No. I'm talking about not now. I'm talking about five years uh, until, until uh, around time. Till 2010, I think it hit about a good 10 year run. It was the greatest rap album ever. Well, ever? ever. Well, first of all, I think Reasonable Doubt is his best album. Nah. Secondly, Blueprint ain't better than Illmatic. That's what I was waiting for Joe to say. <laughs> okay, well, Lamar, Lamar, what's your great? What's the greatest rap album ever, in your opinion? Damn, greatest rap album, shit. Now, let's keep it with uh, damn Pac and, and, and Nas, man. That, that's too much to damn come up with a statement on that but uh reasonable doubt was dope i i i give him his props but you know i I'm, i've always been a nas fan and that illmatic was on another level i'm sorry yeah all right I, I, Go I would say with no hesitation that blueprint is definitely my favorite rap album obviously my favorite j album but i think uh illmatic was definitely better than uh reasonable doubt Honestly, Nas like first three or four albums was right, man. I remember, like Joe said, like just remembering when you was there. I used to rap with again one fan, and we listened to uh, I think it was the Nas I Am album, like literally the whole album probably three times in one day. That's how much of nothing we was doing but riding around the city. That album was serious. Oh, big dog, it's gonna be interesting. Do you remember the blueprint? Yeah, but I mean, you know, it was a couple of cats in the South that was fucking with it, but, you know, I really wasn't the biggest uh, Jay-Z and Nas fan. I mean, I respect them as being lyrical, but I want to I wanna ask Dog, hey, Dog, did you, you did you fuck with Starface? Shit, bro, come on. <laughs> so did, you, did you at all fuck with that Nas and Starface on that Nas I Am album? Yeah, I mean, I, mean I fuck with him, but I'm just not, I'm not the biggest uh, Nas and Jay-Z fan like that. Mm-hmm. Right, I feel you. Yeah. Okay, well, Big Dog, did anybody from the South come out in uh, 2001, around this time? It was back when Cash Money was born. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, shit, yeah. that, uh, for me, I would say Dirty Money, 2001. Dirty Money, I don't know yeah. who, who came out, what's Dirty Money? That's UGK. He dropped that Dirty Money in 2001, bro. Oh, yeah? Now, what, now what yeah. was on there? On that Dirty Money? Yeah. Ah, uh, man. Dog said nothing you know about. <laughs> he, he ain't gonna know, but you know what? Hey, hey I played it for him, and uh, he ain't have no clue <laughs> what I was playing. When was this? Shit, when, when you came uh, when you came down, like in... Um, okay. Was it 07? Yeah. Yeah, that was back in 07. ACB, a- so you said the Blueprint had a good 10-year run. You said 2010, 11. So what do you think stopped that album? What album came out around then where you said, you know, was it, well, is that why you were saying it? Was it a certain album that came out around then where you kind of... Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm going to say that somehow either Drake or Lil Wayne just made you forget about it. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't it know. Probably was, it I'm, probably was Lil Wayne around that time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably Lil Wayne. I would say Lil Wayne probably just made me forget about 
you know, blueprint. I, I think you know what? I give credit to Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne actually made me forget, made me forget about Rockefeller for a while. You know what I mean? Because that young money, the whole the way he set that young money thing up, that was like that was like classic. That was like reminding me like of back in the day. Like when everyone rappers had crews and stuff like that. So I would say whenever he started putting that young money thing together, that's when, you know, I, for me personally. So, so since we talking about uh Pac and uh Jay, obviously C B me and your favorite Jay Alpha's uh blueprint. Uh, the rest of the guys, do y'all have a favorite Jay album and a favorite uh, favorite Pac album? Oh, let me give you my pop, favorite Pac album of all time is "Me Against the World." No, no yeah. question about it. No Me Against question. the World, yeah, I second that. No question about it. My favorite Jay album. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I like the Black album. I thought this shit was dope. It's like a toss up between that and probably the Blueprint Three. Mm, Blueprint 3 was nice too. What about you, dog? Cuz, any uh, favorite Pac albums or Jay? <clears throat> well, uh, me personally, I, I like, I've always been a fan of, you know, the laid back cut. So that, that track by Pac, that uh, Do For Love, that shit stayed on repeat for I don't know how long while I was wilding out, you know, in high school trying to, you know. I, I got a, I got a, a soul CB that Cuz had on rotation super heavy. What? <laughs> Oh, hey, I was listening to it last night, too. What? And it goes by the name of, you wonder why they call you bitch. Oh, <laughs> you can put your own meaning behind it. But you know what? That's what Pac was about, man. Like, if you break down his songs, it has so much meaning. Like, yeah. Can You Get Away? Remember can, you, remember can You Get Away? That love song? Oh, yeah. He was talking about a woman being abused. And he like, yeah. man, that shit was just so deep, man. Pac. Pac was awake. I think, like, 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 Dog said, Pac can drop his albums today, and it will still be like he'll be he'll be Kendrick Lamar. He could drop the same albums that he dropped back in the day right now, and they'll be looking mm-hmm. at him like Kendrick Lamar. I wouldn't even put Kendrick in that category. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't put Kendrick in the Pac category? Hell no. At least not now. But Pac got a whole. I don't know. Man, Pac, man, we start was... thinking about Pac, man. You can go all the way back to Thug Life. Yeah, oh, ooh, that thug! I forgot about that. That's hey, exactly. Yeah, all eyes on me. On title yesterday, they had the playlist going, man. Yeah. All the motherfucking pop hits, man. Yeah, Shit, but be against the world, man. Be against the world in that uh, that Machiavelli, man. They're my two favorite. Yeah, albums. Machiavelli was dyke, but uh, yeah, when Dog said that Thug Life album, man, that Thug Life was in heavy rotation. Thug heavy rotation. Heavy yes. rotation. I remember the tape. That shit, that was. Woo. Hey, Pac was doing shit, man. Hey, hey, you know what? And speaking again, CB, when you was talking about like his fashion and his style, they were showing Brenda's got a baby video, right? Yeah. And I know all y'all remember this part where him and his whole crew turned that corner. Yeah. And Pac got on that down that uh, like I think it was a starter coat, yeah. Scully though. Yeah. Hey, the man just looked so ill. He looked like the straight deep way. Like either you scared of him or you rock with him. Hey, this is how we gonna wrap this segment up. Rapid fire. Here we gonna do. I want everybody to give me a bar. They, they, they. When you think of Tupac, give me your favorite line from Tupac. I'll go first. I keep my mind on my money, money on my mind, finger on the trigger, nigga, hand on my nine. Remember that from uh, uh, MC Breed. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's the show. <laughs> that's the shit. That's the shit. Ooh, hey, I used to love that song. Man. Well, how did, how, what, was the, what, was the, what was the hook? I can't think of the hook right now. Uh, uh, damn, I used to play the hell out of that song, boy. Hey, hey, that's a whole nother, uh, whole nother title, man. How many, like, features, the, the features that Pac did used to, he used to murder them, man. <laughs> used to murder them. I'm thinking uh, one of my favorite songs, probably top three Pac songs is, uh, so many tears. Yeah, yeah, that's my shit right yeah, there, yeah, yeah. I got stories that's about that. There's so many tears right there. That's my line. And of course, I ain't a killer, but don't push me. <sighs> yeah. Revenge is like, like the sweetest, sweetest joy. joy. Next to getting pussy. Not that that. He could have just stopped right there. Right. Now, see, for everybody to say, oh, yeah, see, Tupac ain't had no bars. Man, you crazy. Yeah, you crazy as hell. Yeah, I tell you what, with all these little weak ass diss albums everybody putting out right now. Hit him up. Nobody fucking Hit him up. I was, just, him up. I was waiting for somebody Ooh, to say that. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> hey, what's the uh, what's Not even a song, just what he did after the song went off. <laughs> hey, hey. After the song went off, I'm like, damn, this motherfucker just going off. Hey, I used to play the, hey, I know we all used to play that song repeat at least three or four times. And, and you know what's crazy? That's a good point, Joe, because. The best one of the best parts of the song is he wasn't even rapping. Like people he remember even, that's what I was about to say. He had features. How many people have features on a diss track? Yeah. And then like right. well I'm talking about like it's been like a twelve and no. let his boys just beat him up. Yeah, but I'm talking about at the end though, when he just go off and like people remember that like it was a line of the song. And he would just yep. <laughs> Fuck Biggie, fuck bad boy. Hey, the man, hey, he even did Chino XL. We ain't seen him since. <laughs> he man. made Chino XL famous. Right. Uh, I'm like, who the fuck is Chino XL? I'm trying, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you better leave Pog alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no way you think he got to back the fuck up before he can smack the fuck Now, that, that's a good point. Now, honestly, for somebody like me who was Tupac crazy, he really put me on to, like, Nas and Jay-Z and Mob Deep and all of them. I didn't know no, no, no none of them cats was. Famous. He made them cats look good. He a made them, man. Already. He made them. For real. I think he did. They owe hey, him you that. You know what? We all talking about his music, though. The man was probably just as dope an actor as he was a rapper. Yeah, he, he wasn't bad as an actor. Yeah, he wasn't bad. Hey, real. if he was alive and he could have, like, you know, got his got his, his shit together and stayed around, man, the man was a great actor, man, because that juice, that rolling juice. Oh, yeah. That shit and was I, too big. I think Puck got in the carriage and never got out. Never got out. <laughs> that was the issue. And you know what? I heard that, too. I heard that once he got a taste of, like, the spotlight and he was in movies and you know the fan base grew out of control it was like it, it was like a drug to him like he he was feeling the hell out of that shit and the shit just got carried away he started living living life out of his movies <laughs> movies they, they became reality man every time i see that scene with Pac hiding in the elevator i get nervous <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> when q saw i'm like oh shit this nigga in the back of the elevator <laughs> Hey, I'm going to tell you something, CB. It might, it might be off. It might be far-fetched. But, like, me and Sid was having this conversation. When I look at, like, the rap game now with people right now who they remind me of, I always kind of, you know, relate Drake to Jay-Z. Even though they came up, you know, different style, but just how they come with them hits and how they, you know, cross over. So I always, you know, have Jay and Drake in that same category. This finna blow you, though. There ain't no rapper I'm about to say that match with Pac. It ain't nobody match with Pac. 
And I know D called the man uh, the black Justin Bieber. But I don't know what it is, man. But Chris Brown remind me of Tupac, man. Like the way he going with his life, man. Yeah, you might, you the man mean. came in the game, a kid, quiet, innocent. He got in the spotlight. The man wild out. Man, you, you ain't too far off, bro. You I don't know if he a blood or, or R&B, a rich R&B singer. Man, you <laughs> or ain't, a rapper. You ain't too far off. And he yeah, if you if you look at him talking, how he talk, I'm telling you, he, he done studied Pac, man. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Now it's time for our favorite part of the show. Tell me something, Joe. America will finally have someone to look up to. His name is Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt in the building. With the best segment on the K Podcast. Tell him something, Joe. When inside the Oh man, I got a story right here. And CB negative uh woods. CB like to hang out in Indiana with all the KKK people. You can't prove that. CB he said neck of the woods. Get it, neck. CB's neck. <laughs> and he from Bellwood. Uh we got an Indiana fertility doctor oh. who allegedly That's what CB been doing on the side. Allegedly impregnated patients with his own sperm. I heard about that one. Yeah, I heard about it too. <laughs> a 77-year-old fertility doctor uh, was accused of impregnating his patients with his own sperm. Now he's facing felony charges. Got about uh, nine children. Uh, I feel like nine of the kids who he allegedly fathered found out that they were siblings. His name uh Dr. Donald J. Klein. Um... Uh, he uh, pleaded not guilty, but this is what happened. An Indiana woman uh, took a home DNA test in 2014, and uh, she kind of grew suspicious and realized that she was related to eight other uh, peoples on this genome testing website. Uh, further testing revealed that all of them were siblings and that their mothers was uh, went to that fertility clinic, and he was their doctor. So this started back in the 1970s. Damn. Hey, hey, Joe. Yeah. Didn't he like own up to that and say he uh, used his sperm like about 50 times, some shit like that? Mm-hmm. Not according to the story. He said they used dental and medical students. Damn. Wait, wait. I thought he did. I heard he owned up to it. Yeah. I thought he said he used his sperm. He might as well. Shit. All they gonna do is a damn DNA test. How the hell you gonna deny that? Yeah. That's what I heard they did. Now, Joe, let me ask you this. That should his ass to Maury. That'd have been fun. Now, why did you pick this to be your dirt sheet of the week, brother? Are you, are you impressed by this guy? I, I am. <laughs> Makes me want to be a fertility doctor. Now, you know <laughs> that when he put his sperm in him, he didn't actually have sex with him, right? Well, that's his dumb ass fault. So you would have did could've it. Overcame him up. Could have gave him gas, knocked him out. Uh, we don't. No, we... I don't do that. I don't, I don't. I don't support rape people. I'm just joking. <laughs> what the fuck? What the hell going on here, man? Uh, uh, oh man. This dude right here, man. I mean, he started back in the seventies. That's when Bill was doing his thing. Yeah. He might know Bill. Bill might tell me, "Hey, you're a doctor. I got a." Uh, 
little story for you. I got something that you can do. Yeah, doctor too. He could have been writing bill them uh, Quaylo and Quaylude uh, prescriptions. He could have been. You got a sponsor this week? Hell no, my right hand. <laughs> what the hell? Oh man! Oh, yeah, that was hey, a, that was. Dog, a you might want to check that out. <laughs> Wait, what dog got to do with it? <laughs> Wait, uh, what, what are you trying to say? What dog got to do with this? <laughs> what you trying to say, Joe? I already know where he's going. I wonder what D doing right now. <laughs> trying to prove to that girl that he ain't no woman. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Come on. Hey, man, ain't got no damn dental scars, no, no medical scars. What are you talking about? All right, man. That was the dirt cheese. Come on, Bellyville. Let's wrap this show up, man. This was an unorganized show. We got to stop doing this shit at night. I'm tired, man. Okay, Bellyville. Let's wrap this show up. What you got, brother? All right, all right. What's going on out there, people? It's your boy, Bellyville, with another rap for another crazy-ass show. All right, let's get into it. The obvious. Is Ghost and International D back in the house tonight? Mm. Wait, what? Did Cuz just go off on Chantel, the listener? <laughs> Wait, what? Put that's, your gun down, Cuz. That's because he ain't never seen how she looked. <laughs> Send a picture. Prove it. Right. Did CB say he fucked a horse with a rat's tail or something like that? <laughs> no, that's not what I said. Wait, what? <laughs> say that again? Hey, dog, you better not invite him back down south no more, man. He'll tell him what he gonna do. <laughs> hey, man, he's not allowed to <laughs> they be impregnated horses and you got fraternity doctors they got a horse horse black man he impregnated horses has D returned with giving a white woman Uber of the week and calling Chris Brown the black Justin Bieber <laughs> hey what like I don't know what the hell D was talking about <laughs> Shout out to D. Did D say his lady friend was a vegetarian because she doesn't like his meat? <laughs> Listeners, you weren't there. Wait, what? Set <laughs> yourself up with that one. <laughs> so, Joe, you telling me a 77-year-old man can still make babies? Apparently. Wait. It, it, what? I think that's why you was preferring a dog. I'm just assuming that's what he was talking about, dog. I'm sorry. You saying dog well, in the seventy-seven? Dog about ninety. I mean, damn. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> and has Joe dropped dime on himself about his Bill Cosby habits? <laughs> Wait, what? Hey, that's for, right. <laughs> the dirt sheets does not condone drugging or gassing women for your sexual pleasures. Okay. Oh man. He offers red wine, people. And then there's another wrap-up edition of... Another edition of the wrap-up with your boy, Veli underscore Vail. The wrap-up with Veli Vail. Ain't no stopping us. All right, that was Inside the Cave, man. I want to give a shout-out to Roland at Three Leaf Films. Look, everybody, look here. This is a social media age, all right? Everybody's looking for promos for your videos, all your Instagram promos, all your Instagram models, uh, if you got a business, anything, 
go to at three lead films on Instagram. If you subscribe to us at inside the cave blog.com, you will get a discount. All right. On, on three leaf films. Okay. So subscribe to us inside the cave blog.com and go to three leaf films. Okay. At three leaf films. I'm telling you this guy can make your page, make your web design, anything that you're looking for. You need him to come shoot for you. I'm telling you, he will come and travel. So (laughs) and subscribe. You'll get a visit from the police too. You gotta stop that shit, Joe. All right, that was us. Take all your computers. All right, we got it. So thanks for everybody. Shout out to uh, Lala from Rich Temper Clothing. Uh, Congratulations to you. And uh, that's it. Uh, Veli Vale, go ahead and get us out of here, brother. All right, man. I have no problem with that. Once again, we appreciate y'all listening to the boys inside the cave. Uh, We catch y'all last next time. Inside the cave. 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 You're on the number one show. Inside the cave. Three Lee Films.